Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Hey, the two mics want to thank everybody. Thanks for subscribing wherever we are. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the ideas. Thank you for the guest requests. Um, I don't know what else to say, but the big thanks to all of you in America and around the globe. Enjoy the show. Four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back. This is Two Mikes, Dr. Michael Scheuer and Colonel Mike. And before we get to today's guest, which we are happy to have back on, gosh, it's been a while, and we're coming up on election season, so we're going to remind some people about a lot of things we spoke about in the last uh, call with Jack. It's empshield.com and ourgoalguy.com, and go to the website up at twomikes.us. We got the ERC. You want to check in on ERC. Now, if you're an employer and you got some employees, you need to know what's going on. Check the ERC link. It'll be there on the website. So right to it. Welcome back, Jack Maxson. We're almost in the election season. We're in the season, but we're almost in election in a couple more days. So you may want to throw that in. Jack, what's news? What's happening? Let's circle back. Let's uh, rehash when you were on last. It's been a while. Go ahead. Thank you for coming back. Thank you guys very much for having me. I, I think since we were last on, we made a lot of, uh, I think, revelations for the people that maybe they wanted to have confirmed, and they got them confirmed by Christopher Ray's hearings of a month ago. Remember, we talked about my contention that it was in the counterintelligence unit up in Baltimore, that uh, that's where it was buried from day one, and then you saw Ray in his testimony, where's this being investigated all uh, in Baltimore? We also found out last summer from some brave guys and great patriotic guys from U.S. military intel that last August, I was told a year ago, that they never filed a 302 or evidence. I think that was made kind of clear by Ray's hearings as well. Remember, he was asked, well, where's this thing in evidence? I, I can't particularly speak of the specifics, but uh, it's being done by Baltimore. They never filed this. They broke the law. They utterly undermined the American democratic process as we're going into another election. Let's remember that, that the FBI, and that would be the counterintelligence unit run by Peter Strzok and another loser named Bill Prystap, sat on Hunter Biden's laptop through the democratic primaries, through the first impeachment. Actually, to the present day, they still have not uh, overtly admitted, you know, this is the one we've got. Here's the uh, 302 file for evidence. And these are the guys investigating it. It's still one of those as an investigation it's too secret for us to be specific about. So I think that is completely unraveling. Uh, I know that 
the last time we talked a little bit about what was going on in Ukraine. And uh, again, my contention from day one that we were going to roll on Ukraine. There, there's no way that Western Europe has the, uh, you know, the wherewithal to suck it up through a freezing winter on behalf of the Ukrainian people. And I think that's going to become apparent. Uh, I don't know. It's a brave new world, people, but we need brave men and women to fix it. And I do think we're well on the way. Dr. Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really, what I worry about on Ukraine is that, that uh, Biden and his allies are back, getting backed into a corner. And I see they sent 5,000 of the, the 82nd Airborne there yesterday or the day before. Uh, they're now on the border with the Ukraine in uh, Romania. Uh, so I, I think we're, I think there's a lot of hope to be had, but the, the warmongers have always been extraordinarily strong in this country, as you know, since, since uh, Korea. And, uh, we really have, a, have to keep a, an eye on that. Isn't it funny how the warmongers in this country say have always been that way since Korea, right? Why? Cause they failed on China and they've been trying to make up for it ever since 40 Ever since. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And no, nobody went to war in Korea except Truman. No one had a say. No one had a, even any input into right. that damn thing. And it just spiraled out of control from there. Well, I think that what the danger in Ukraine really is that these people sort of double down. I don't think they're representing the interests of the average European in the streets anymore. There's still this kind of kumbaya desire to appear as if you're hip and cool and therefore support the war in uh, Ukraine. But I don't think it, as people watch their energy costs triple, watching their jobs disappear, I don't think the enthusiasm is beyond, you know, cocktail party enthusiasm. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I think that's probably correct. At least I hope it is. And I, I remember, you know, for anybody with any common sense, the whole idea of the European community becoming the European Union was an insanity to start with. They're, they're all different people. They're all different languages. It was never going to work. I remember getting thrown out of a couple of meetings at the agency because I said, you're, you're, you're worrying about nothing. It's either going to fall apart or it's going to become an authoritarian uh, organization because that's the only way you can control those, that kind of uh, uh, group of nations. And, well, uh, and, and now we're seeing it. They can't control those people without, without being uh, authoritarian. Well, look at also when you consider the energy supplies, right? All of Europe was trying to make sure that their natural gas storage capacity was at its maximum level. They're still trying to do it. They're not going to achieve it. But if they could get up to 80, 85 percent, the theory was they could get through the coldest part of the winter. But what you saw in the last couple of weeks is this lack of cooperation inside Western Europe between what should be partners in this process you had the Austrians limiting the amount of gas that was going to Italy from that pipeline that runs across Ukraine and Poland. You had, oh, now they're going to agree to work together. Uh, you had, obviously, the Germans stockpiling gas as much as they could and overpaying from their peers. And now they're going to agree to maybe figure out a way so that everybody say, pays the same price. One little under-the-radar story is one of the biggest... Uh, Fertilizer manufacturers in Europe, I believe, out of Norway. And, you know, remember, these people are oil and gas producers. The cost of the natural gas to make the, the ammonia for the nitrate fertilizer has gone so high for the manufacturer in Norway that they've suspended production. They're only going to produce maybe 60% of what their capacity is. And we still haven't made up for the loss of the Russian capacity in the global right. fertilizer market. That's right. And... We're watching these the little things cascade down, and I just don't think the world is going to put up with it much longer. Remember, 
The only people in the Southern Hemisphere who support the Ukraine nonsense are New Zealand and Australia. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. Right. And you're seeing you're going to see downstream issues, particularly in places like Southeast Asia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia. These people are getting undercut uh, by the uh the willingness of the European buyers to pay any freight costs to get the natural gas to their shores. So you're now seeing a shortage of supply in, you know, perhaps more tropical countries, but they still needed to cook. They still needed to For uh, run their economies. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really strange. <laughs> it's like Europe committing suicide. It, must, it is, it is a death wish. I always say, it seems to me, Many people always ask me, well, what's the end game for U.S. intelligence and what is the plan? And, and uh, you know, is this part of the Great Reset? And I, I have to correct them. I say, you overestimate these people's ability to plan <laughs> on the horizon. I mean, half of what the problems are is that they don't see beyond, you know, the third step. Well, and they don't know the history of anything. Right. It's why I describe oftentimes it's like the State Department and U.S. Intel. It's like a bunch of kids flicking matches at each other in the hayloft. Eventually it's going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Colonel Mike for two mics. Uh, we're getting these shows up as fast as possible on networkradio.us. So if you're uh, going to email us on the uh, website, uh, you just go to right there to networkradio.us. They're going up as soon as we do them. They're up within. 15, 20 minutes. Once the producer's finished, they load them right up and uh, they're happy to get their stuff up as fast as possible and eventually to get on the other platform. So for you guys who can't wait for the next two mics show, there you go, networkradio.us. And again, thanks, Vod. <laughs> I had one other quick question, Jack. I don't know how you feel or if you've been, I'm sure you've been keeping track, but I've been very impressed with Russian intelligence on what's going on in the Ukraine in terms of where their troops are, where, where, our, where our arms arrive. They've been able to preempt a lot of stuff. And I just wonder if, if Putin has the goods on uh, the EU leaders and Biden and all the other Americans who were involved in criminal uh, activities in, in, uh, in uh, Ukraine for the last 15 years. I, I, you know, I would imagine that he does. I have to question whether or not most of uh, superior intel operations around the world were very aware of what Hunter was doing. I mean, such an easy mark, right? Yes, you know, yes. You could compromise this guy after three beers and two lines of Coke and, you know, own him forever. Yeah. So. Uh, I was thinking yes. one of the Russians probably picked up on it was out in Kazakhstan. That's where the interest might have come. But anyway, well, you know, let, let's let's go back to Kazakhstan. We've never just really discussed who fomented that coup in January of last yeah. right or of this right. year. And we all forgot about the coup in Kazakhstan because immediately the Ukraine operation began. But there were complaints widely published in all of the Western media that there were uh, Western fighters that were brought into Kazakhstan from Kurdistan and from Syria to help do this. Now, that requires logistics. You know, who provided the Boeing aircraft to get those guys from you know, Kurdistan to Kazakhstan? And uh, I think it was probably us. I think we have great benefit to uh, have put uh, Masimov back in power. But I think that there is plenty of stuff on them. I, don't, I just don't think that it's as organized as we think. I think the most important thing about Ukraine that everybody should start paying attention to is you now see Zelensky crying and whining and they can turn off all the lights, but they can't, you know, change the heart of the Ukrainian people. Great. You know, fantastic. But it's just not the case, right? You know, that's one thing maybe if you're living in your little village and you know trying to recreate the Kulak uh, economic miracle, but it's another thing if you're living in a 30-story building in downtown Kiev. And the American viewers and the Western viewers have to remember Putin has been 
playing this kind of uh, you know military operation with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. And now everybody is is going, oh my gosh, she's turning off the power. Look up shock and awe, CNN, and watch all these same people crying about Ukraine high-five each other the night we knocked out every single power line in Iraq on day one. Yeah. Amen. Amen, Jack. I got it. Yes, I got it. You mean green screen Zelensky, because we don't know where he is. He may have that CNN green screen somewhere down in Belize, you know? Look, you know, do you- do you ever remember another war in history where, you know, the chief tough guy prosecuting the war has time to be on the cover of Vogue, then <laughs> there, traveling capital? Yeah. I mean, the country's at war, and I guess Ukrainian Air Force One can take off at will to travel, you know, to hot you know, beauty spots around the world. It, it's an utter and complete joke. The other thing... Well, we all talk, you see everywhere in the media, it's like the Russian people have given up. You know, they're fleeing the country. They don't want to fight. They don't want to fight. Maybe. But let's not forget more than 10% of the Ukrainian people, the people who are defending their territory, right? More than 10% of them have fled the country, including a significant number of military-age men. And that was on day one. So while we criticize Russian enthusiasm, perhaps we should criticize... Uh, you know, the overall enthusiasm of the Ukrainians in this whole operation as well. I think I think Putin ends up getting exactly what he wants, which is pretty much everything to the Juniper River. I said it from day one. And I we all pay an enormous price. This is going to be one of those like, oh, gosh, you know, because we want to make sure that everybody can be warm in the winter. We're going to compromise. But it doesn't mean we're bad people. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health slash FFN. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, Jack, when I saw the Vogue magazine, what came to mind was we couldn't get uh, First Lady Melania on there for four years. And what came to mind was when YouTube had his Louis Vuitton bags with his Land Rover in the middle of an African jungle. And this is, you know, one of those greeny guys, you know, right? you know, a bleeding heart for Africa guy carrying, you know, Louis Vuitton luggage and sling bags. I said to myself, now Zelensky, now I was looking for the Louis Vuitton or whatever else they might have had, but him and his wife taking these model poses. And I said, I said the same thing as this was hilarious. We have a war. And here they are doing Vogue magazine covers. So who's running the show? Of course, it's us, right? It's the media moguls, right? And it's the Beltway Bandits known as the military industrial complex. And that's what's going to happen if the Republicans win, Jack. Uh, they're going to have McCarthy on a string and they're going to say it's the economy stupid. We got to keep the war going. You know, there's inflation. The recession's here. 
you know, uh, things are bad. And uh, if you're the leader, we'll have you on a chain. That guy's got to go the first day. They got to vote his his ass out. Well, you know, you look at American foreign policy, basically in the entire post-war era, this is what it's been like, right? You do what we say or we're going to punch you in the jaw, right? It, it doesn't really even matter where it is. And this is the game that we're playing right now, but I, I just don't think it, it can continue. Yes, the Senate leadership is, and the Republican side is awful, but I think the Republican electorate now is wise to the fact that these guys give lip service to duty. And I don't think that anybody who drags their feet in the next two years is going to have a lot of luck running for office in 2024. I think the uh, who could be president is uh, wide open. Um, I, I do like DeSantis. I, I, I've appreciated uh, where he comes from. But when it comes to the military industrial complex, look at a place like Saudi Arabia, right? Joe Biden ran on the platform that essentially he was going to go te teach uh, the Saudis, uh, a lesson, they weren't going to be able to murder journalists anymore. And he was finally going to play tough with Saudi Arabia and, I guess, play patty cake with the Iranians. Well, it's turned around, right? Now he's a tough guy on Iran because he knows he's got his uh, feet to the fire where all of that is concerned. Because there is, I mean, I'm loath to say this because I really admire them, but there's another uh, uh global intelligence operation that has the copies of Hunter's electronics and laptop and had them for six months before Hunter lost his laptop at the, uh, at the repair shop. And I mean, I think people can do a little guesswork and figure out which country on planet earth is most opposed to an Iranian nuclear deal. And you'll figure out which country got their hands on all this stuff, you know, a, more than a year before the FBI did. So, yes, there are a lot of chess pieces at work right now. I think the American people are going to freak out when they see some of the revelations that are going to be coming in the next month or two. I hope some of it gets out before the election. But, you know, our objective is truth and uh, reforming this country on a constitutional basis. So uh, we're going to follow that path. But all kinds of revelations coming, revelations concerning China. Uh, and remember also... It is now three months since uh, the constitutional sheriffs have had this, and it's been in a prominent U.S. Uh, state crime lab. I know because I sat down with their chief uh, child abuse pornography expert and with their uh, chief computer forensics expert. I gave them an original copy, and I gave them all of the recovered forensics from, from uh, Switzerland. And I believe that we're going to get to the bottom of this. I mean, the saddest part is it's really just money. If I had, a, you know, if I'd had a million dollars, we could have solved all this a year ago. I mean, I've got an Intel team ready to go to run through this entire thing. It's just my hands are a bit tied now that I have fair, fairly uh, certain speculation in my mind that in the recovered side, there's child pornography. And therefore, I can't even really go into it, right? I, I run the risk of putting myself in danger by opening all those files. But it's all there. And I think that, I think that you're watching the Democratic Party turn on Joe Biden. You're seeing little signals everywhere, particularly from mouthpieces like Politico, you know, questioning whether or not he, uh, his mem memory is the way it was when he was younger and they're about to throw them under the wheels. I think. I don't. I think that they're watching the destruction of their party, and uh, at the end of the day, they want to survive. And we know that the ends always justify the means. So there's going to be no moral component to their decision-making process. But I, I think that uh, you know, uh, the lifeboat's tipping over, and somebody's going to stomp on Joe's fingers pretty quick and put him in the deep. And if I was Kamala, I, I would be looking over my shoulder, too. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, one point on, on Saudi Arabia, Jack, and I, maybe because I was uh, uh, close to it for a long time. But we, when uh, Osama bin Laden was alive and he'd say, listen, get out of the kingdom. 
It is, it is holy land for a billion Muslims. You don't need to be there. You're only supporting the tyranny of the Saudi government. We stood up and bellowed about how vital it was to national security and what good guys the Saudis were. But now, we all of that and all the people who died afterwards and all the money that was wasted, but now the Saudis can be dumped for a stupid election in the United States, you know, just because one party wants an advantage over the other. They're ready to dump the Saudis. And I, I carry no brief for the Saudis. Well, think about this, Michael. I mean, talk about an impeachable offense, right? Yes. <laughs> you have a president of the United States who is depleting the strategic oil supply. It's called strategic because it's meant to be there for a state of war or real uh, drama or trauma for the United States. And he's emptying this thing to try and repress the, the price of a commodity. And he's admitted that it's for the election because even the Saudis have come forward and said that he asked them on that basis. Yes. Yep. I mean, right, I want to remind, I want an to impeachable remind, offense. I want to remind both of you, Mike and Jack, that uh, our show, to Mike's show, is always in the 20s, between 21 and 28 in Saudi Arabia. So you could say whatever you want. They love the show. I don't know if it's expats, Jack, or if it's the Saudis themselves, but we do call on MBS usually on every show. We try to call on MBS and we say, hey, you know, forget about Joe Biden. You know, we're friends. Send us the oil, Newport News. We'll, you know, bring the freighter down there. Michael have the check in escrow. We want the oil. We're the American people. We're, we're not the Democratic Party. We, we've been allies with the Saudis for years. So I think he has a little uh, uh, thing in mind that he knows not all Americans are Democrats, right? And uh, the Khashoggi thing had nothing to do with us. They just made him a, a citizen of Virginia. Uh, he became a Washington Post lapdog. And uh, whatever happened, happened. These things happen. These things happen. You know, I mean, when your family's in the arms business and makes billions of dollars like his uncle, you know, these things can happen. There's whirlwinds that happen. So, you know, we're number 28. Say it like you want. Well, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like the rest of the world decided to get in our face over the death of Seth Rich. Right. <laughs> I said that too, Jack. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And, you know, the Saudis, I think, to a certain extent, are probably kind of waking up. I mean, one of the things that I think is very interesting that we're watching, particularly in Iran uh, right now. Now, obviously, I know there's this Shia-Sunni divide. But I think that there's a general sense on the street in, in all of the Muslim world that in the same way that we have this division of wealth that's making the guy in the Carhartt jacket feel like he's getting the dirty end of the stick, they're feeling that way in in the Arab countries as well. And yeah. uh, I think that I think there's a lot of risk in a place like Saudi Arabia from the street. And you're watching them make little teeny compromises along the way that everybody in the street can see are just compromises for the wealth. One I saw just a few days ago was Saudi Arabia is now going to open up alcohol duty free shops in their airports, but only if you're leaving the country, you know, it, <laughs> Did you know what I'm saying? I mean, they just see these little things and it becomes uh, odd. I also think this this giant building project that they at least put out the PR photographs for this new mega city that they want to create, right? This little tropical glass jungle thing in the middle of the desert. And I mean, Saudi Arabia is just largely still an impoverished country. I mean, what, what do you think when you watch those kind of projects go on and you're still going like, hey, well, I don't have a Cadillac. You know what I mean? I think that they have more problems. And then Saudi Arabia as a customer for the U.S. military industrial complex has been a layup, right? And for both yeah. us and Great Britain. And yet they're trying to prosecute this war on their border with Yemen and how successfully, right? You know, Saudi Arabia is what you know people describe in the parlance as a as a parade army, right? They look great on uh, you know parade, but they're not necessarily equipped to project force. And and that you know the so this 
social structure of Saudi Arabia is not exactly designed to, uh, you know, encourage one to sacrifice their life for the state. So I think that the sad thing for me about Saudi Arabia, just like all the other problems of the world, is it always comes back to money, right? I'm more worried about those Aramco pensions in suburban uh, Houston than they are about the lives of American servicemen who are supposed to be over there making sure everything goes right. Uh, I mean, Smedley Butler was right. I mean, war is a racket, and uh, the post-war era should have shown that. In kind well, of- Jeff, what about, what about the drag queen shows? I'm sure Saudi Arabia is tuning into that and saying, hey, look at America. They're really a classy act these days, right, since the Democrats took over. Well, I, you know, I don't know how well you know Saudi uh, society, but uh, I don't think they find the drag shows that shocking. <laughs> I think they simply find them shocking that they're in public rather than in private. Um, but, you know, this is... We used to project to the world a kind of decency, a kind of an Americanism that, you know, everybody captured from watching reruns of Gunsmoke in, you know, Central Africa and... And we had this image of uh, being kind of morally upright. Our word is our bond. You know, a handshake is all it takes. And, and that's the way many Americans consider themselves. But when you watch the behavior of the government over the last several multiple decades, it's just not the case. How, how would you want to be somebody cooperating with U.S. intelligence overseas? Would you trust them? No, I, I don't know that I would. I, I mean, just on a rational thousand foot level, you know, I wouldn't. Would you cooperate with the FBI? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't even talk to them. No, no. And then let's remember, you know, that, that former head of DIA, General Michael Flynn, like walked right into their little trap. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to say about him, he can't be that slick a intel operator if he got taken <laughs> down by a couple of gumshoes at the FBI yeah. in his own office. Yes, yes. Jack, you know, we, we were speaking before we went on air. You had a couple of things you wanted to say, and I think um, it'd be interesting for people to hear what you have to say before the election, if it re- as it will reinforce. <laughs> the reason for not voting for Democrats? Well, think about this, okay? They, they don't care. How can Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders sit silent when their uh, elections were robbed from them? The whole Democratic primary was a sham covered up by the FBI. Nobody, Joe Biden wouldn't have been able to run if they just started publishing stories on Hunter's laptop. It would have been like, we've got a family crisis. And yet he became president of the United States. So, and then you look at, for example, they're running the House and Senate, okay? One of the things in the last year that made me most upset, first was Afghanistan. I I feel very strongly that had the Republican leadership or anybody of elected leadership done something about Hunter's laptop, we'd have 13 Americans still alive and a couple hundred thousand refugees who wouldn't be here. And, you know, I don't know what, $5 billion in military equipment wouldn't have been left there. We wouldn't 85 have. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, 85. And we wouldn't have compromised. For example, look at U.S. intelligence. All those, like, uh, retinal scanners that we were using to... uh, identify everybody in Afghanistan, we left them behind with all the data in them. Yeah. Right? So now you just walk around and wait till it turns green and pop the guy in the head who worked for the Americans. Yeah. And so you begin to wonder what's the risk-reward quotient for for dealing with these incompetence? And, And I say this, listen, there are some amazing, some of my best friends are, are in U.S. intelligence guys. And so when I'm critical, I'm not criticizing every person. I'm criticizing the broken structure, right? It's like, you know, Boy Scouts is great conceptually, but it's broken now, right? And that's the same way that U.S. intelligence has become. I see very clearly that I think we're going to uh, see them, everybody try to blame the FBI, I think that they're going to become the fall guys for this whole thing, particularly the counterintelligence group. It's interesting to me to see Peter Strzok out there talking about his moral integrity on MSNBC and all these things. Uh, Peter, I can't wait to watch you be utterly humiliated, pal. I cannot wait to see that happen. You are a despicable, privileged individual. He's like, uh, you know, the untouchable running back for the FBI. And, uh, you know, no the more. Thing I th- the thing I thought when I saw him come out was he must know the jig is up. Oh, I think so. I, I think so. And you notice he's, he's become extraordinarily smiley and pleasant, too. You know, <laughs> it, It's like cause he's on, like, extra blood pressure meds to keep that vein from popping out in his forehead. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Okay, let's think about the Democrats, right? We know Pierre Strzok is corrupt. We know that he likely was given the heads up on Hunter's laptop from corrupt Louis Free, right? So they do all of this stuff, and yet nothing seems to happen to anybody. Nobody pays a price. And the second thing after Afghanistan that drove me crazy last summer was the hearings on the U.S. gymnastics team and the sexual abuse of those young girls and women and it went on for five years without the FBI intervening. And you have Grassley sitting there going, you know, golly, the FBI's got to do better. It has to do better. You know, you better outrun my, uh, my rifle or, or <laughs> you know, be, be able to dodge my uh, axe handle if I'm the dad. Yeah, they just had Grassley in the news last night. They were worried about his age. And, uh, you know, could he run again? Like, you know, he should have been gone a long time ago because he's just one of those corn mafia guys, you know, the ethanol mafia guys that they put him there. And remember, through all of these last couple of years, all he did was a hiccup. There's nothing he could do, you know. Well, you know, I hate hearing this from these people. We're in the minority. There's nothing we can do. I'm not an elected official. Hell, I don't even have a job right now. Mm-hmm. But because I love this country, I think I've been able to accomplish quite a bit. So why do they get to sit on their hands with excuses? Exactly. Exactly. They're just lifetime grifters, like we say all the time on our show. You know, they get in there and they grift for lifetime. <clears throat> you know, everybody says, hey, we should have term limits. Well, how do you get there? Let's go. You know, Listen, the we American- don't have term limits. We need people to recognize that the term limit is the first Tuesday in November, second Tuesday in November, every two years, Mm -hmm. right? We just need to have the courage to replace these people. And I think we're at an inflection point in that if they don't properly handle the information on this laptop, first of all, I, I will tell you, this thing is in so many people's hands now and really good people around the world. And 
I would say that all of them are waiting to see if the United States can heal themselves. But at some point, there's going to be an issue of self-protection, right? No matter how much they love us, how much they want to be aligned with us, they're going to be individuals inside the system who are going to release this thing because it has to stop. And it's not even about the Bidens. This is about institutions from the CIA, the FBI. You throw Hayden in there in that little letter, you know, describing with Brennan Clapper, Panetta and Hayden that this was a Russian disinformation campaign on the 20, uh, 19th of October before the 2020 election. So I guess NSA can be in there, State Department's in there. These people were all aware. They all knew what was going on for decades and did nothing. So, I, I mean, when you have a big investigation and you bust the mob boss in you know, any town USA, the mob boss is not the shock. It's when you find out that he's got three judges on the payroll, the police chief mm -hmm. of police, you know, the assistant to the mayor. That's when people's eyes go, wow. And that's the that's the real problem here. It's that all the institutions surrounding these mobsters in the political and economic sphere in the West are, are enablers and they're getting paid, too. I mean, I think Strzok's biggest complaint is that because he was uncovered and found to be a cheat and a liar, I think everybody, when you listen to Peter Strzok, should re read the letter that he is sent by the deputy director, essentially telling them to get lost. They're pretty clear that he's an untrustworthy, uh, unsavory kind of character, and now he's being paraded out on MSNBC as some sort of moral character. Remember... There are hundreds of economic crimes described inside this laptop that impact Hunter's license with the broker dealer called Rosemont Seneca. Well, guess who's head of SEC enforcement since Joe Biden took office? Peter Strzok's wife, Melissa Hodgson. Yeah, right. Isn't that a coincidence? Hey. Right, <laughs> yeah. And so it's the person who would have to refer Hunter for for. Uh, prosecution to the department of justice is you know peter strock's wife are you kidding me but that's the case it's one of joe biden's very first appointments and you have to remember all these economic crimes inside the broker dealer have five year five year statutes of limitations they're running the clock mm -hmm. and so one of the reasons we're in the with the sheriffs is Hunter has a very crooked, yes, Wells Fargo, your, uh, you know, your legal department can contact me at will. Hunter has a crooked relationship with a Wells Fargo private client group in Fayetteville, Arkansas, in which they provide Hunter with, say, nine-digit numbers so drug dealers can just take the money out of any ATM. Same with uh, human traffickers. They Hunter launders all of the money through there. It's the place where Owasco, his little private LLC, Delaware LLC, is uh, staged. I want the local sheriff in Fayetteville to go after these people. There's no reason we have to wait for the feds to prosecute people for criminal activity. Hey, I mean, who's the big shareholder of Wells Fargo, Jack? Is that Warren Buffett? What, Warren Buffett with Wells Fargo? Yeah, isn't he the big shareholder? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. And whether he was or not, I doubt that would be connected to the specific acts. But at the end of the day, look, OK. For the last 30 years of American life, why would Hunter have a private client account in Fayetteville, Arkansas, when he lives in Wilmington, Delaware and Washington, D.C.? Well, we had a president that was in Arkansas. This connection. Oh, you know, listen, Hunter apparently went and met with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton offered to, to take Hunter to uh, to Haiti with him. Hunter had multiple meetings with Doug Bland, the Clinton Foundation chief of staff. During the Haitian earthquake, Hillary Clinton, through Rajiv Shad, sent the private correspondence of the Haitian ambassador to a group of people called the, quote, Delaware Group, so that they could get the contracts for the fresh water in Haiti while poor Haitian people are dying of cholera. So back to the point of the Democratic Party, they have no soul. There's yeah. no there there. I mean, Hillary was willing to try and, you know, punk up some dough for Hunter and some other corrupt Delaware actors so that they could get fresh water and people are dying of cholera. And the simple answer was to 
pull a couple of Navy Seabees up on the shore and start making a million gallons of desalinated water right there. No, no, that's a, that's not good enough, Jack. You can't make money that way. That's right. It's like how we failed with the bio labs in Ukraine and with Metabiota and the subcontracting of all the work in the Wuhan lab. Hey, man, you got to privatize this stuff. That's how you make the money, guys. And we've watched this for the last 25 years from uh, Blackwater to Metabiota. And then once they're privatized, hey, Eureka, guess what? There's zero oversight. There's only about like, you know, half a percent of oversight now. But now there's actually like, there's almost like a statutory firewall. So, uh, yeah, we've got some problems. I'd like to go back as we're going into this election uh, season and we watch everybody uh, try and make their play for a, a spot on the 2024 team. A lot of people who are in the press recently, Michael Flynn is one of them. I was called by a friend on Saturday, said she saw Michael Flynn speak at an event and he was channeling a, uh, you know, a, a canvas tent preacher and, you know, begging and imploring, you know, the, the great spirit that the, the devils of the deep state don't get his boy, Donald Trump. Really? What do you know all about those devils of the deep state there, uh, General Flynn? Because let's not forget your little buddy, uh, Patrick Byrne, proposed that a solution for the 2020 election was coalition government between General Flynn and Joe Biden that completely cut Donald Trump out of the picture. There's mm -hmm. videotape of him describing this. So, you know, I don't know, friend to who? <laughs> and then you've got people like Mike Pompeo, right? I don't know if it was, uh, you know, a laparoscopic band or, uh, you know, he just got a blockbuster deal with Jenny Craig, but he's now <laughs> the size that he was before. But let's not forget Mike Pompeo, the great, you know, Kansan Mike Pompeo, Mike Pompeo replaced himself at CIA with a woman named Gina Haspel mm -hmm. while Donald Trump was president and clearly neglected to tell Donald Trump that Gina Haspel was station chief in London when they ran the whole operation. And nobody can tell me that misfood is not an asset of the CIA and has not been one for several decades because I've been told by multiples that they had to deal with him. Jack, do you remember when Mike Pompeo was on at the podium during the COVID and Trump was behind him on the right side and he said, this is a live exercise. And Donald Trump said pretty loudly in a whisper, I wish somebody would have told me. You remember well, that? <laughs> well, you know, look, if we were like QAnonans, you know, we could, we could find all sorts of things. But, I, you know, it also could be just like, you know, the, the, you know, we're gathering the SWAT team together and there's a shooting at the school and the commander says, hey, guys, this is actually a live exercise, right? Like, <laughs> you know, put the Cheeto bags aside. I mean, that may have been the case. But, you know, let's remember Metabiota was funded by the Department of Defense. Here's another question for, you know, the, the patriot Michael Flynn. If Metabiota and all these biolabs were funded by the Department of Defense, when did the former director of the Defense Intelligence Agency know about it? What did he know about it? And, you know, when? Jack, you know, that's exactly a great question. I thought of that uh, many times and no one has ever asked, but it had to be him. Well, I mean, he had to be aware. Yes, absolutely. I mean, judging from his reputation, being aware does not necessarily mean cognizant, but mm. he, uh, he had to have known. Yes. Another I, I one. We talked about this the last time, and I'd really love to dig into this topic because it's something that the press has not covered. And as we go into January with a presumable victory on the part of the Republicans, I want them to have a game plan of the questions that need to be asked in open hearings. No more of these independent councils. These are whitewashes for uh, the bad actors in Department of Justice, FBI at Al. We've got to have open hearings in the House and Senate under oath. But Hunter's on the board of Burisma, 
Ukrainian, nominally Ukrainian uh, energy company. And I say nominally because since the Russian invasion of Crimea in 2014, the vast majority of their operating assets have been in Russian territory. And in 2016, Hunter gets hired in April of 2014. But I believe in 2016 or 2015, a guy named Kofer Black, a, a former CIA case officer, is hired as an $82,000 a month boy on the Burisma board as well. Now, I, I don't know, perhaps Gopher Black has an extensive background in uh, uh, oil and gas, just like Hunter and Devin Archer did not. But Wasn't he the quartermaster at Black uh, Blackwater? <laughs> was he? The, I don't know. I don't know. That would be some... Well, that's he was head, they had he some head of counterterrorism for a while at CIA. Well, but then also... My understanding is uh, he was also uh, an acolyte of Brennan in uh, Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, while we're just connecting dots, so was Gina Haspel, not in Saudi Arabia, but she was definitely part of his, uh, you know, A team, you know, yes team. And it's just so funny how it all seems to come back full circle. Now, if Kofor Black gets hired by Burisma and his name and his signature are all over corporate documents, including these scam trusts that they set up in Cyprus to pay themselves off, like kind of off the books. It, tell me how he's sitting on the board with Devin Archer and Hunter Biden and U.S. intelligence doesn't know anything. They have no concept of what's going on. Let's remember Grassley and Johnson in January of this year came out with a statement about, oh, golly, guys, we found out that uh, Hunter was traveling to Kazakhstan without Secret Service. Boy, this is real bad. But they neglect to talk about what's the meat of that, those email chains, which is Hunter and Devin Archer are flying over to Kazakhstan in like a, a challenge or something big, an 18-seat jet. And... The purpose of the trip is twofold. One, to have a birthday party for Devin, which is going to be thrown by Prime Minister Masimov and the other leaders of Kazakhstani intelligence, right? You know, and we know these guys don't like blowing hookers, so I'm sure that party was like a real, uh, real Sunday school uh, event. Mm -hmm. And the second portion of it was to circle up the best oil and gas leases in Kazakhstan for sale onto CNOC, Chinese National Offshore Oil Company. This is not a Shanghai-listed corporation. This is one of the first entities created by the new communist government in 1949. This was in 2014, right? But nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. When you had Louis Free go over to Romania at least three times that I know of to try and help cut, get Hunter's corrupted friend there, Povescu, out of jail now, the reason he's corrupted friend of Hunter is because he's helping to sell the Romanian Ploeste oil fields to the communist Chinese. They were even contemplating purchasing the Greek railroads out of bankruptcy to play uh, kind of uh, Warren Buffett over there. And so the corruption runs so deep and I'm, I'm calling out these people's names. I mean, I am willing to state the names, point the fingers, and declare the guilty. And uh, I wish more people would do it. One thing that was interesting is to see that Johnson and Grassley and uh, even the House are saying that there are multiple uh, whistleblowers who come forward. Chuck Grassley, if you're listening, uh, many people have been trying to call your whistleblower hotline, and nobody answers the line. People want to talk, but you need to, at very least, answer your phones if you're going to put out a press release promising to offer these people safety, because just dialing the number means they're not safe. Mm -hmm. And um, look, we've got to kick people in the backside. I mean, I say it a lot. I, if I got to walk down the trench with a Webley revolver in one hand and, you know, my hobnail boots up some Tommy's backside and to get people out of the trenches, then that's what we're going to do. But everybody has to remember, who are we? We're Americans. Look around this country. We built this thing, right? We're unstoppable. And we're going to let some guys in silk ties in Washington determine uh, our failure? 
Hell no, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to well, hold we're gonna us to on the fast track, Jack, to uh, Venezuela or Cuba. And uh, all along, just have, uh, you know, major bank accounts with Amazon and Google. And that's the other problem. You know, these these corporate media companies that are partners with the government, let's face it. You know, they would have, you know, who would Tesla be? Who would Amazon be? You know what I mean? All these things were green lighted naturally because the government approved it. Yeah. So we'll up with Dr. Mike and Jack. We're going on. We got another five minutes to go, Jack. So roll it out. Well, listen, I want everybody to uh, think back on what all the old people taught you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They were right. You know, we, we spend a lot of time in this country listening to uh, angry children tell us the way it's supposed to be. Well, every revolution or bad outcome in history has come from us paying attention to what a bunch of 20 year olds think is uh, real life. Because by the time they're 35, they figure it out. This is from the French Revolution to the Bolshevik Revolution to the killing fields of Cambodia. This isn't done by 45-year-old guys. It's done by bright-eyed 20-somethings. And I think that we've got to take back, the adults in this country need to take it back. I think that uh, manhood in this country has been extremely sidelined. Uh, yeah, white, think, white men are public enemy number one. Well, you know, it's, it's in general, right? We're, we're just, everything that we stand for is now... Uh, somehow negative right the toxic masculinity you know all of this nonsense and we've got to start to understand that this country was built on a partnership between men and women strong men and strong women and we now seem to have defaulted to weak women weak men and uh, you know the so the people who can't compete that's what that's what these people are these are people who can't compete they have no uh, work ethic they get degrees that are worthless for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they want to call the tune. And, and we, for some reason, bend over and say, OK, yes, we'll do it your way. And look at what we've got. You're exactly right. You know, it's interesting. I saw a interview with a, a former Nazi youth uh, guy, and he found himself in the uncomfortable position at the end of the war, being the senior Nazi official in his town in West Germany. And then so he's the guy who has to sign off on kind of executions, et cetera, in the last couple of weeks of the war. It's very difficult. He's only a 16-year-old kid. And the interviewer asks him, you know, how come your parents didn't do anything? Like, how come they didn't stop you, right? And he said, by 1943, he said, our parents were terrified of us. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think we are terrified. I think that we allow these, these young people to run around the streets like little terrorists with no consequences. I think it's time to start stepping back in town square with axe handles and bringing a stop to it. Hey, I'm for that. Let's get some baseball bats, too. By the way, the Phillies are going to be playing the Astros, and I recommend everybody get bat day when you get to Philadelphia because you're going to need it to get out of the stadium. <laughs> 
Listen, you know, bat day in Philadelphia is every day of the year, right? I, I actually it is now. <laughs> you would think you would think bat day would be something they uh, that the uh, Major League Baseball might skip in a city like Philadelphia. Now I say this with a lot of love, having grown up in Philadelphia, but it was certainly a rough place in my youth, that's for sure. Um, but back to the point of what what needs to happen going forward. We were all betrayed. Every American, every single. You're absolutely right. It's ours, the the president, and it's the betrayers that we have to go after. Uh, Hunter and his dad are just two losers. Who Hunter's like the the mob accountant who left his ledger in a taxi cab, and Elliot Mm -hmm. Ness was able to piece it together. But he's not the mob. The mob is what allows him to exist. And that's the corrupted elements inside our intel. And we've got to stop it. Because Well, here's what I'm going to close with, uh, Jack, with the media. And, the, you know, they use weasel words and Twitter weasel words or whatever. There's a great scene in the movie Gotti, which Gotti is played by Armand Asante. And the underboss is played by Anthony Quinn, a great legendary actor. And he goes into this club at the end of the night after he saves... Uh, I'm sorry, he goes to uh, Carlo Gambino's house and he sa- he's trying to save John Gotti's life because he whacked another guy. And he uses the word weasel words. These are weasel words, he tells Castellano. These are weasel words. And that's what's happening. They're using weasel words against our country, our people, men and women in this country. Yeah, it, it's why Brennan Clapper, Hayden, and Panetta can undermine a presidential election put us in a bad footing for everything that's going wrong in the world today. And what were the words that they used in our best estimation, right? That's a little escape clause, but (laughs) you know, in, in most of life, people who make bad best estimations lose their jobs, not in the government. No. So Anyway, guys, listen, it's, it's great to be on the show. I, I think everybody should be very confident. I think that uh, we are starting to head in the right direction. I, I think that you're watching the world sadly reject American leadership. Uh, and I think they're rejecting it because we haven't been worthy uh, of being followed. How would and- you like to be in Southeast Asia, Jack, right now what's going on in China and think about our State Department? I know a lot of people in that part of the world are looking at the Chinese situation and saying, I had no idea, but please don't answer the phone if the State Department calls. Right. Well, how would you like to be in those countries and explain to like the street vendors of Bangkok that uh, they'll get gas next week to cook their lunches? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just that. It's we are literally creating an artificial global recession based upon some sort of bravado concerning Ukraine. And if you really want to be uh, craven about it, you could call Ukraine the whole operation a cover-up for the Biden family crimes and the failures of the State Department, CIA, and others for two decades to control it. And, you know, it's probably the answer is somewhere in between. But at the end of the day, it's all chaos caused by these people sitting in offices in northern Virginia who pay zero consequence when they screw up. But yet it affects hundreds of millions of lives. Yeah, that's Absolutely exactly right. Correct. Absolutely correct, Mike. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's great to have you on, I think, uh, sir, and you're welcome back anytime. No, listen, I, 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 I love to talk about this because I love my country and I want everybody to realize we got this. It's not insurmountable. This problem that we have is not insurmountable. Well, you know, one of the bright sides, too, is what you mentioned is it, it, this if this breaks NATO permanently, it would be a great thing. Finally, finally, we can look after ourselves. We don't have to worry about going to war if somebody attacks Moldova. Uh, It's 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 a it's an alliance that lived uh, way too long. And uh, if it breaks NATO, it may have been worth the cost. I think it likely will break NATO, but NATO is a broken thing already. I mean, it's like 
it's kind of like you know you break something you know, one of your mom's like little plates or something on a table and you glue it back together and six months later she's like who broke this you know yeah. well it's the best you can say is the, the europeans like the israelis are gracious enough to take our money and let us defend them that's for sure well, you know what? Look, here, here's my thing with the israelis okay i have full respect listen man they're protecting their country they're doing whatever it takes I don't understand why we're not the same way, right? It's, I mean, exactly right. Why would they not do what they do? I mean, it's effective. Well, the problem with Israel is not Israel. It's the the people who take their money here. We get bribed with our own money in the Congress. You know. Oh, oh well, look, that it's happens ridiculous. everywhere. Hunter and his friends, for example. Let's do get, always take it back to Hunter and his friends. They had some new Democrat who's appointed as the head of the Organization of American States. He's a big name. I just can't remember what it is. And so the U.S. government's going to fund all these co- projects in Latin America, and these guys are going to get in front of it, right? They know what the money is. They know what the project is. So they're going to hook up with the guy down in Colombia to make sure they get a piece of the action because they're going to direct the contract to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially, U.S. foreign aid is the biggest money laundering operation you know, <laughs> in the history of the planet. You know. You think when we send a billion dollars to Ukraine, it stays there? Hell no. How, did, how could the Clinton Foundation survive? Ukraine was the largest geographic donor to the Clinton Foundation for two decades. <laughs> right? Like, how? They, they, they can't even afford, like, new rifles, but they could send billions of dollars to Bill, Clinton, Bill and Hillary? Yeah. That's because we sent yeah, five we and stay on another hour, but we'll bring you back a lot sooner. Just give us a hollow when you're free. Stay safe and God bless. Hey man, call me anytime. I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of hiding out. I'm out of the country and uh, I know. You know, ha- happy to talk to you guys because we've got to inspire the American people to fight back, right? Yeah. This is our blues. You know, does anybody want to go like try and get a beer at the big beer hall and this guy and taps up dude on the shoulder and have him turn around and be chesty puller and you're like, oh, sorry, Colonel, we screwed up. No, we're not going to let that happen. Jack, thanks for coming back on. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.